0: Autobots, transform! <laughs>
1: Hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast
0: show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 32 of Transformers Energon. It is Farewell Inferno. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, the Autobots brought an Energon tower to the jungle planet, while Inferno struggled with whatever it was that Megatron did to his head. And in this episode, Optimus Prime, he gets reports of uh, Decepticon activity, I think, so he sends everybody to Rock Planet, Blizzard Planet, and Ocean Planet, which are now planets, and Instead of cities, which is what they were <laughs> twenty-five episodes ago. And now we're waiting for Energon Towers to
1: warp in from Cybertron and Alpha Q thinks this is just great. You no, know, everything's gonna be safe now, and it's all because of Kicker, and they're so proud of
0: him. Oh, his planets are gonna be safe from attack. Like he uh I all he really does at this point, I think he's in a sun that we see later, but I'm not sure. I, I don't even know why Alpha-Q is still in this uh, in this show, but um, we then go to Rock Planet, where the they're lowering a tower into Rock Planet, um, and they're, they're waiting for the tower, and then here it comes, and oh, there's Scorponok. Yep, just immediately the space bridge opens, and here he is with
1: all his Insecticon-looking Terracons, and then over on Blizzard Planet, it's the same thing. Now Megatron's leading an attack, and Inferno's there. And he says to Inferno, I thought you'd have joined me by now, but he'll never be a Decepticon.
0: Okay, here Here's my problem with Inferno and his whole Decepticon Autobot uh, struggle, is that Megatron has just reprogrammed Scorponok to just obey mindlessly. What's the problem with Inferno? Why is Inferno having this big struggle? What is the difference? What did he do to Inferno that lets Inferno say, I'll never be a Decepticon, because if, like, it just, it seems pointless. Or what didn't he do? Like, what you, did he
1: not finish the job while he was doing it, or what? Yeah, I, 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 don't I don't...
0: be And even later, they're going to be like, aha, I told you, Inferno, you'd be on our side. And then he'll go, no, never! So just, well, then just don't be And And what is happening? Does it cause him pain if he doesn't become a Decepticon? If if he just says, oh, okay, I'll be a Decepticon, does the pain go away, and then he can go do Autobot stuff, but say, <laughs> I am a Decepticon? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, and I have a hard time getting emotionally connected to the, the con conflict because of it but now over on ocean planet they left bulkhead to just defend the
1: place himself i guess well the jet fires here we're going to see later and the tower lands in the water but so is mirage who they didn't detect coming in and mirage is going to marine attack
0: yeah he just like uh submerges into the submerges whatever into the water uh and uh goes down to like where the tower is coming in um and then Does Snowcat... No, Snowcat's down there later with him, right? Yeah, the second
1: time they do this he's with him. but this time it's just him by himself. But while he's diving down, we go back to Rock Planet, and uh, the tower there powers up and just destroys all the Terracons and Scorponok retreats, and same thing happens on Blizzard Planet, and Megatron's like, oh, curse those Autobots. He orders everyone to Ocean Planet to give Mirage a hand, I guess.
0: Yeah, which they get there in, in seconds. But Mirage is underwater, and he, like, fucks with the tower. He blows the legs out or attacks it. And the tower, they lose the tower. Um, and then Optimus, uh, the Optimus comes up with a plan. He tells everybody, I'm jumping ahead a lot. I didn't care for this episode, Paul. Uh, But Optimus is like, don't worry, I have a plan. I'm going to come up with a plan. And then Inferno says, why don't I just go distract Megatron? Yep, and then it shows
1: Inferno meditating in an asteroid field, or whatever this is, and Optimus and Rodimus talk. And Rodimus isn't sure Inferno can be trusted. So Optimus says, all right, I'll just send a team to watch him because he believes in always having a backup plan.
0: Like, Okay, then why didn't you send the Autobot team already if you believe in having a backup plan? And if you had to send the Autobot team... Why did you trust Mir- um, not Mirage uh, Inferno enough to send him off in the first place? Like you're proving Rodimus's point. Like I think Rodimus even says yes, but you didn't answer the question. W- welcome to Optimus Prime. Uh, so we go back to Inferno and he's having flashbacks of his torment, like when Megatron's sticking that stuff energy ball into him, um, and then his his Autobot insignia kind of changes back and forth, and he's going uh And again, I don't know why this is specifically happening to him and not other Transformers who have had their wiring. Tinkered with. And then off to the side, there's Jetfire Kicker and Ironhide, and they're they're worried. Yep, Strong Arms, or not Strong arm uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Signal Flyer, he's here too. Oh, yeah. yeah Ironhide wonders whether this
1: is an act to trick Megatron or if Inferno really is changing, and Jetfire's like, eh, a little bit of both. Like <laughs> and while they can all hear their buddy screaming, like trying to fight this, kicker's like, uh, we're only here to help if he needs it. Like, it sure sounds to me like he needs your help. Yeah,
0: he's screaming. <laughs> Oh yeah, Kicker's gonna uh, like beyond the whole. It's just an act train for a long time. But Inferno stops screaming, and then he's like, for whatever reason, he's just Megatron. Show yourself, as if Megatron's there, and then somehow. Megatron off in Unicron hears that. Yes, because Megatron
1: tells Starscream he believes their latest recruit has finally joined the team.
0: Yeah, so uh, so then is this when Inferno starts shooting crazy, fancy crazy? Well, yeah, his
1: his symbol goes total Decepticon now, and he just starts blasting everything and Again, Ironhide asked Kicker if he thinks Inferno's okay and Kicker's like, No, no, it's just an act. He's just really getting
0: into it. I'm like, yeah. and I don't okay, think, so if man. it's just an act, Kicker, why do you all run away? Because that's what they do. They run away and stay of, instead of staying to help their friend. Yeah, and then Inferno chases them
1: and <laughs> Jetfire points out, All right, Kicker, if this is an act, why is he using live ammo? But Kicker still insists it's an act and commercial play.
0: And when we come back, uh Megatron and all the Decepticons show up to kind of greet Inferno and welcome him in to the um into the family, and Inferno replies,
1: and Jetfire thinks they're too close to the Decepticons now, it's time to fall back, and Kicker tells Ironhide over the radio, which means they have radios, to signal Optimus which Iron Eye does by shooting a very bright and very loud flare, which the
0: Decepticons immediately <laughs> see. Like, Why didn't you just radio them? <laughs> Optimus immediately sees it too. Uh, so he and Wingding power link and they, uh, they, they go off with like a bunch of, I think, sky blasts? I think so, yeah. It and was a uh, bunch of Omnicons in the same type, and I think it was Skyblast. But anyway, uh, back with the Megatron Inferno. Inferno is like shoots or fires at him a bunch of times, misses every time. There is this really great um, kind of trucking pan shot of um, Megatron uh on one side of the and and in, uh inferno or megatron in the background with all the Decepticons uh Inferno in the foreground it kind of just pans across as they're having this standoff might be my favorite part of the episode. And then Megatron has to leave for Ocean Planet for whatever reason. Yep he's gonna leave
1: Starscream in charge and he takes a, a Snowcat and Mirage with him. I take somebody else too I think but uh kicker has signal flare fire an inner star at Inferno because I think that's that'll help change him back. But that's not what happens. It, it looks pretty painful, and Kicker's like, "Oh shit! Maybe he really is a Decepticon now."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, oh, he. Well, he's being Kicker. Uh, so then we go to back to Megatron, and he and Mirage and Snowcat, and oh, Shockblast. Uh, they arrive on Ocean Planet, um, and coming up is actually this might be my favorite part of the episode. Uh, but Mirage does a basically a repeat. And he yep, goes back underwater. Time, so let's try it again, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. It worked for Ghostbusters too. So <laughs> he goes underwater with Snowcat, um, uh, bulkhead, and shock blast. Beat each other up for a little bit. Uh, Megatron taunts like he's like they, he talks shits to Optimus, and Optimus draws the uh, energon saber. And then it's those Insecticon Terracons show up. Yep, and then
1: Snowcat yodels underwater, and it's exactly the same footage from the last time Mirage blasted the tower. Like, shot for shot, it is exactly the same, but this time something shoots those torpedoes, whatever they are. And I guess this was Optimus' backup plan, because Rodimus and his
0: guys are standing here in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> There's two things I love about this scene. One, Mirage has a line when Snowcat's like, oh, we're going to blow this thing up again. Mirage is like... Raj loves his job. <laughs> that got a chuckle out of me. But the other thing was that all the voice actors who are doing voices at, at, underwater are doing the um, uh, sea spray underwater thing from <laughs> G1 where you just run your lips or your finger up and down your lips. And they're all doing that, and it just sounds silly. You know, just even with the snow cat yodeling, it's the same thing. Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah,
1: it got a laugh out of me. But back in space, Inferno's still getting zapped by the end. Energy on star i guess because there's energy sparking all around him but now his symbol keeps switching back and forth between autobot and decepticon
0: yeah even though starscream is like "Ah, oh, the change is complete and whatever he's saying and then um oh okay this was another great fucking shot. Oh yeah! Um, Starscream goes in to attack uh, Skyfire, and his sword is stopped by Inferno, and the camera swings around in this reveal to show it was um, uh, Inferno that stopped. Oh, it's just—it's such a great shot. It's really well done, and then. Inferno just
1: grabs Starscream and starts flying off with him, and Kicker realizes they're flying towards the center of Unicron, he calls it, which I always thought was the star, but it's that
0: red thing we always see, and I guess Alpha Q is inside it, like you said before. Yeah, which, uh, why is he there? Does it matter? What's he doing? Who knows? Who cares? Um, and then the, there's a lot of you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do the right thing, kind of talk. At one point, Scorponok flies out, and this I don't understand it, but Scorponok fires at uh, Inferno, who then lets go star Starscream, and Starscream flies away, saying, he saved me, and even Scorponok's like, he saved you yeah if it had just
1: left it right there like he saved me like scorpion tried to save me it's just starscream saying it out loud because otherwise it doesn't make any sense at all because inferno wasn't trying to save starscream was basically trying to kill him like he was flying into this sun or star whatever it is to try and absorb the energon from it because i think he realized that even though it was painful that energon star that signal flare shot him with Kind of sort of bringing him back for being a Decepticon. Maybe that's what he figured out. I don't know. They don't make it at all clear.
0: They don't make anything. There are no rules as to his transformation into a Decepticon. Uh, but with the dialogue, it, it really does feel at times like if you had just not said that last thing, it would have worked. Yeah. So many times it feels like they, ha- they could have gotten away with it, and then the writers went out of their way to add a line so none of it makes sense. Like we warp to another galaxy. Fine. On the edge of the solar system. You ruined it. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Anyway, Alpha-Q, then he's like, oh, I sent Scorponok. And they have a little moment. And Scorponok, he's like, I hear the voice. But the the Energon star starts to hurt him. He flies away. Um, And then... Okay, man, this was kind of corny. It could have been cool if I was really into it, but um Inferno's like, "I am an Autobot, and I'll never be a Decepticon." And he says to Kicker, I'll, "I'll be back." I think he even says, "Better than ever." And his Decepticon symbol turns into an Autobot just as he splooshes into the sun. And there's this awesome shot of Megatron right here, and I guess this is in Inferno's
1: head, where it just shows Megatron standing in darkness behind, looks like purple fire in front of him, and you just see his eyes glowing, and then poof it's gone like at the exact moment the the symbol changes back to Autobot
0: yeah and then we go to uh, Ocean Planet and uh, Jetfire says hey I was able to retrieve Inferno Spark so of course he's gonna like he's not dead of course and then Kicker has this moment with Moose out in the balcony (laughs) where he's talking about like uh, Inferno faced his biggest challenge ever and he won even though he fucking died
1: plan is to get Inferno to distract Megatron so they can get their last tower in place in peace and quiet by having Inferno pretend to change into a Decepticon all supposed to just be an act Kicker sure thought so. Except the Autobots know good and damn well that Inferno really is becoming a Decepticon and is fighting with everything he's got to keep it from happening and they've known this for a while now. Jetfire even says that Did they even try to get the Omnicons to take a look at him? They're as close to a doctor character as we have on this show Why wasn't he on the first space bridge to Cybertron as soon as they found out that was possible. There must be an Autobot medic on Cybertron. His name would be something ridiculous, I'm sure, but they'd either figure out a way to cure Inferno and send him back good as new, two coats of wax, or if all else fails and he does turn into a Decepticon, at least there's a prison to put him in, just send him to Dr. Jones. He's on Cybertron. He's nuts, but he gets shit done. Look at all the things he invented. And didn't Rad fix one of them up one time before? Even Rad would be better to fix him than...
0: Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was Farewell Inferno. Paul, what would you like to save from the fire?
1: Uh... The animation in it is very, very well done. Like those two shots that you mentioned in particular, but overall, there's a lot of like models spinning around and camera work and stuff like that. It it looks really good.
0: Yeah. Even the flashbacks are done with a kind of, maybe I'm wrong, but it looks like they're done with a different lighting. It could just be a different shading, but uh, yeah, it was a, it looked good that that shot with Inferno, when Inferno blocks Starscream's sword, it, I mean, it wasn't just a good-looking shot, but it was a good reveal. It it progress that actual shot progressed the story because it showed Inferno does have some Autobot left in him. Um, and like I said earlier, Mirage got a chuckle out of me with "I love uh, Mirage loves his job." Yeah, but with that, that, that though, a- where left.
1: now Starscream realizes being changed into a Decepticon isn't permanent. Would they ever, you know? Do something with that, and he realizes, wait a minute, Megatron reformatted me. What if I used to be something else? I doubt they'll ever do anything with it. Same with Scorponok, right? Like... Yeah, yeah. I
0: was just going to say, in a better show, it could have been really good. It would have been a great motivation for Starscream to actually become a character. And and with Inferno's struggle, you know, obviously he'll be back. No, nobody's ever really gone. Um, I, I or, or not, sorry. I mean, yeah, Inferno. I wanted to like his struggle, but I just, because there were no rules and it just really came down to him sitting alone. And just, like, be an emo and go, I want to be good, but I feel I must be bad. <laughs> okay, pass. <laughs> uh, anyway, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Crash Course. Uh, if you want to... Talk to a couple wrecks. You can email us at TransformersNitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure
1: you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to Big Wreck with, and uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know.
0: Big Wreck was good, man. Actually, I guess they're, they're back together because it was Big Wreck and then it was Thornley for a while. Hey, here's some Big Wreck. This is a Big Wreck song right now. But uh, they're back to Big Wreck now, eh? Oh, well. Yeah, they, they came back together. Uh, anyway, I'm completely off the. Some, something, uh, old episodes of TransformersNitpickers.podbean.com. Until the next episode, keep on. Transform it See you later. I really love that tune. And I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. No, no, it's just an act.